Blog Talk Radio. studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month, we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. And we'll hear from business partners and guests about projects, success stories, and how they're finding their path to a happy, healthy, and successful life. We hope you'll join in the conversation by calling us or emailing with your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe or www.successorfailure.org. Once again, I'm Dr. Terry Munther along here with Tom Legring. We had a guest scheduled, and I know the timing didn't quite work out. So, Tom, it's you and me, and I got to see you briefly in Arizona, and I'm back in uh, beautiful, uh, snowy Washington State. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I would like to just look at a picture of where you're at to see the snow falling, but I like going out in the sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of the blessed things I have of uh, being in both places sometimes. I just left uh, sunny Arizona where it was 75 degrees and saw you briefly. We didn't get together very long, and no. Came back here as we've talked about. I'm working uh, with a school district part time, and and that's been good too. But uh, today is uh, right in the middle of winter here, and we're in the mountains, and it's just beautiful and light snow. Uh, quite a bit different than when I just left, but that's all. That's a really cool thing to be able to experience both worlds. So, yeah, it's it's you know that. This is the good time of year to be here. I mean, I personally like it hot. I think it's cold when it's under 80 degrees, so the summertime temperatures don't bother me as much as the wintertime. The, lately, though, in, in reviewing some of our past shows, I was getting prepared for the show today, and I was talking uh, to a, a lady that I wanted to have on our, our, our show. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to have her next week. Terry, it's Terry Summers. She's been a victim, and she's used the book Success or Failure uh, to help her get her life turned around. I have to say that she did a lot of the turning around uh, herself, just in self-preservation. And she's now got her life together, and she has an adopted daughter that, She's helping start a business, and as a score mentor, I'm uh, going to help her 
with their business plan. I mean, we don't write the business plan for people working for SCORE, but uh, we do go over it and mentor people <clears throat> that want to get their lives put together uh, from the business point of view. <clears throat> and you know, the, yeah, Tom, you mentioned SCORE. You've mentioned SCORE on a few shows, and, uh, you know, for some of the listeners, I'm not so sure they're familiar with what that is. You might just take a moment and just kind of highlight what the program is and what you do within it. Oh, uh, <clears throat> surely the uh, SCORE is... Um, what I'd like to tell people, I'm, I'm from SCORE, I'm, it's a government program, therefore I'm from the government, I'm here to help you, and it's free. But what it is, it's, a, it's part of the SBA, Small Business Administration, which is a federal program, and uh, we're volunteers, uh, it, and it's usually senior, re, senior executives that have retired, and in order to give back, we work with people at, on a volunteer basis. And uh, it's gotten to the point where, where there's so many people now that cannot find jobs that are going to have to start looking at being an entrepreneur. And the reason that I like working with SCORE is I'm dealing with people that have gone through, a lot of them have gotten their college degrees, but they didn't learn anything about business. They took classes that would help them get a job when they got out of college instead of learning about the business of life and the business of economics and how you tie those two together. So as a SCORE volunteer, what I am is a certified mentor. I help uh, anyone that wants to start a business or has an existing business and they want to improve it. So uh, it's just a free program. I Like this next Saturday, first Saturday of every month, I spend three hours at the Glendale, Arizona Library, and people can just walk in and ask questions. And, you know, they want to ask questions about how do you um, set up, how do you run a business? Is it a sole proprietorship? Is it under a partnership is it in an LLC or is it in a corporation now I can't advise them on how to do that but I can tell them what the definition of each one of those uh, components would be how to how do you set up your business but then the real thing is how do you get your business to do what it is that you want and this is the transition I try to get people when we're talking about our book success or failure how does that interrelate with being a mentor, uh, certified mentor for SCORE, is I try to get people to run their lives like they would run a business. And what's the profit that you want out of living? When you die, what do you want to have set up on your tombstone? What do you want it to say? I lived and then I died? Or I lived and I actually did things for the society. I made it better than when I came. And these are things about how do you set goals, what do you want in your life. Terry, it's just like yourself when you retired. I mean, you worked your whole life. You went through all your training and you worked in, in, your, in your chosen profession and then you retired, but now you're back working, right? But it's not because <laughs> right. you have to. It's because you, want it, you found a, 
a situation where you could actually help a smaller um, uh, school district. Is that right. correct? Uh, yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, I guess I'd like to uh, just kind of add to some of the uh, train of thought that you were talking about with SCORE and what you're going to be doing this weekend. So, yeah, I'm working back in education, and, and one of the, I don't say changes, but changes over time uh, that have come along, and I think way long overdue, is the use of data. So you were talking about helping people, whether it be change careers or start businesses, and really what you were talking about was was using information and data um, and analyzing where they were and where they want to be. And, and, you know, in education, that has really come around full fold, where when I started in the business some 30 years ago, it, you know, as a teacher, I would say, well, the kids learned it because I taught it, and I taught it well, and I'm a good teacher. So they took the test, and they got their scores, and they learned the material. And that's not good enough anymore. The, the question now is back to the teacher, how do you know they learned it? Show me the data and let's follow the data on each individual student and say and look at what exactly they know and what they don't and what they need to know and then analyze where those shortcomings are and what they need to do to get from point A to point B. So in all states now across the country, they're asking for data as part of your evaluation, as part of moving students along, as it should be. Well, I think you know, that would be a message I would also give to people starting businesses or looking for jobs. Don't just say, I want this job and I want to make this amount of money. I think you really have to say, okay, if you've applied for jobs and you haven't got the one you wanted, then why not? How many applications did you send? What do you have in the application? Have you called the people who didn't hire you and asked, what was the reason you didn't hire me? What do I need Additionally, is it more training? Is it um, something else in the resume? Is it more experience? But really doing it analytically, I think, makes a lot more sense than a wish list. And so I think whether it be education or business, what I heard you saying, and I know you do use and we do in a training too for your book, is we ask people not just to say what they want, but take it from analyzing where am I, why am I here, where do I need to go, and what exactly do I need to get there, and along the way, what are the data points I need to analyze to see if I'm making progress. Hopefully that's not too analytical, but I, I do think the whole use of data and analysis in any work we do is really important. I, I couldn't agree with you more. That it's, it's, it's amazing to me that this hasn't happened sooner in education, but I, I mean, they used to just say, oh, you got to throw money at it. You got to throw money at it. But they, they made, I, I don't know about the Washington schools, but I know about sending my kids to California schools. And it was, it was terrible. I had to put, I took them out of public school and put them in private school because I just couldn't, I couldn't get the education for my kids that I wanted. And, and it, it wasn't that there weren't some good teachers that really tried in public education, so I'm not, I'm not 
casting a blanket on everybody. I'm casting a blanket on the system of how they, uh, it's more about how they keep uh, the community relationships going instead of the education of the, of the kids and the parents who don't want to take responsibility. They think that the, that the system should take care of everything and it's the parents that should really be there. So, I mean, it's the individual has to take responsibility. So our job, Terry, yours and mine, and when we're talking to people and trying to help them, it's giving them the tools that they haven't been given in the past. So we have to get them to a place where they understand where they're at. Like I teach at Eve's place, and as as I've mentioned before, when I started teaching victims of domestic violence, um, only 10% of them were leaving the shelter and would have employment. Now it's over 75% that leave the shelter and have employment. But I'm grounding them back to where are you right now and why are you here? Once, once they figure out and they accept that they're here in the shelter because of decisions they made, it's not the they of the world. All those people caused me to be here. No, it's your decisions that caused you to be in a homeless shelter, in a shelter where you have to be have protection against some predator. It's decisions that we make all along. But a lot of times people aren't even taught that. They're not talking they're not taught that it's their decisions. I mean, when I was in school and I wasn't studying, I'd go and tell my parents that, oh, the teachers aren't, you know, don't like me or whatever. The teachers didn't like the fact that I wasn't doing my work. Right, right. The difference was my parents would go and talk to my teacher, and I I got plenty of heat at home based on, the fact that I wasn't doing my work. There was that parent-teacher thing that I don't see in existence or didn't see in, in California when I was sending my kids to school. Yeah. Well, it's Nobody taught them they have to take responsibility. The fact I got C's and D's was my choices of not studying and not turning in my homework and coming up with excuses about why I don't have my homework and I don't understand the subject that I'm being, I'm supposed to be being taught. And uh, after a while, I figured it out when I was on my own and paying for my own way to go to college. Um, if I don't get the information, I'm not going to graduate. And if I don't do the work, I'm not going to get the the grades to pass. So since I'm paying for this, I think I'll just put a little more effort into it. And amazingly, by putting in the effort, my grades went up and I was on the dean's list. So, you know, this is what I try to teach people through the book is it's not rocket science. It's just like you're talking about having the data to see what you're learning. It's not just I'm cramming overnight for the test because I didn't study for three months and now I got this final exam and I have to regurgitate data that I think the teacher wants. It's how am, 
How is my life improving? How am I running myself for a profit like a business? If you're a business and you're not making a profit, you're going out of business. And that's how people run their lives. And I, I think this is, I think if we can tie that in with the education process where the parents and the teachers and the, and the students are in it together to improve, you know, that's the, the working combination that, that gets the student out to a place where they can identify where they want to go. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, exactly so. And I mean, even, you know, we talk about the use of data. It even happened when you were going to school and, you know, your parents met with the teacher and you said, well, that teacher isn't teaching me. And the teacher probably said, well, look, here's the last ten assignments. He's turned in four of them. And of those four, you know, he scored a 60, 70, and a 72, and another 67. What was that doing? It was using data to get to the real problem. Yeah. rather than emotion. You know, that's a bad teacher, that's a bad student. No, let's just cut through all that. What does the data tell us about what you really did do and where you're at and what you know and what you don't know? And, and I think that is applicable. You know, again, um, I was trying to help a young man look for work, and he says, you know, I've applied 100 places and I haven't got a job. Well, let's let's start analyzing what you're doing because obviously what you're doing isn't working. So what is it you're doing? Let's analyze that first. Let's look at the resume. Let's look at the type of job. Let's look at your training. And you start, as you've said, from where we're at. Where do you want to be? Have you talked to people who did not hire you and asked why? Well, no, they didn't hire me. Well, how do you know how to improve it unless you get hold of them and say, why was I not hired? That's all part of getting the data to help you make the plan to improve. When you're working with Eve's Place, people who are um, victims of domestic abuse, there's so much emotion, as there should be, but what you're trying to get them to do is break through the emotion and say, let's analyze where we're at, why we're here, where we want to be, and what are the steps and what are the needs and tools, et cetera, to get there. It's analysis of of the data. And while it sounds very scientific, it really isn't. It's the same thing as when you were going to school how many years ago, and same thing as it is now. It, it, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and this is one of the things that, that you know, everybody talks about, uh, you know, being successful. It, if you get down to the simple thing of being successful, as opposed to being happy. See, and a lot of times people, I've, I was told, um, well, I would rather be, you know, be like, honest like I am than be rich. Uh, excuse me, that's not honest. You know, if you really want to be rich, it, you don't have to cheat. You have to know where you're going and how to get there. Uh, I was watching a thing last night on Shark Tank and the, People were talking about how do you how did how did some people get ahead? And this one gentleman went there, and they all dissed him. And this was about a year ago, and they said that he, you know, wasn't his plan of making this uh, energy bar was no good, and they wouldn't support it. And they 
actually told the guy, said some mean things to him, that he wasn't capable, he was a bad person, etc. So that just motivated the gentleman, and now he's selling like 150,000 of these bars a month to Safeway. And the other stores are now picking it up and, and putting his goods on their shelves. Well, what he did is he focused and figured out, well, these guys said that I'm not a good person, and they attacked me for what they claimed I didn't know. Well, he went out and found out what he didn't know and what he needed to know, and then he put it together. And so now he's totally successful, and he's the other side of it is he's totally happy doing it. And this is the the, the thing I want to point out to people. There's a success component and there's a happy component. In your life, you only get one to live. So it's not a dress rehearsal. So when you go and you've been turned down a hundred times for job interviews, as you say, let's get back to the data and find out what in the heck are you doing when you go there, what are the criteria that you have to have? What What is it? And then how do you know that maybe you don't really want the job and that shows? So what I try to tell people is if you can analyze what you want and the things that you need materially in your life so that you can be successful, okay, then define success. Success is getting what you want. Now, is, does that make you happy getting the things you want? No. Happiness is defined as wanting the things you get. I mean, it's that simple. It, but people just won't take the time to find out, gee, this isn't rocket science. You know, uh, if you don't need to make hundreds of thousands of dollars to make you happy, but you can... If if you're going to work that hard to make that kind of money, then what would you do with it? I mean, how can you do some good with it? How can you get that money to go out and help the community that you live in? How can you help other people uh, make their lives better? And you don't make their lives better by giving them stuff. You make their lives better by letting them become productive like in our country we seem to want to buy votes by giving stuff to people let me give you this let me give you something from somebody else what it comes down to is we really need everybody needs to figure out what they want and how much they're willing to contribute to get it make a plan and that's what the book does it's so simple to just sit down and figure out what is it that I want, am I willing to work that hard to get it, and if my skill level is only, to, if my goal is to have $5,000 a month of income, and my skill level is only 2000 so I go to apply for a job that I make 50000 but my skill level is only twenty five, I'm not going to get the $50,000 job. So I have to look at that and say, I still want that $50,000 job. That's it. That's what it takes for me to be happy with the stuff that I get. Okay? 
I have to change my skill level. I have to look in the mirror and say, if it is to be, it's up to me. I am in charge of me, and I am the sole person to do that. So I'll look at my skills and say, I'm a 25000 a year skill level. I need to increase that by double. So what do you do? You find out where the holes are and what the job requirement is, and you go and put those, uh, acquire those skills. That means go back to college. I mean, I'm looking at uh, getting an uh, advanced degree for myself, and so I'm looking at several of the universities that will take some of my life uh, experience and some of my uh, and be able to transfer my credits uh, from when I was going to college and. These are just things that you do. I'm 75, and I'm still thinking about how can I increase my skill levels, how can I be able to do the things I'm doing and still help out the people around me, make my community better so when I'm gone, things are better than when it was that while I was here. So these are things that I found that make me happy, and liking the things that I have and liking the things I get. So that's what I'm trying to pass on to other people. Yeah. Hey, I've got a question for you, though. As I said, I'm, you know, mentoring people that, that ask. And if, if young people are looking for work nowadays, the difference that I see, and I don't have great answers for it, is that especially with corporations that they have to apply online which seems very impersonal to me, but it seems to be the way of the world technologically. So as you apply to these corporations, it, it's going in the hopper online probably to, you know, the personnel department or HR department now. Um, what would What's your advice to how, other than putting a personal touch, obviously, in your written work, um, do you have any advice through SCORE mentoring or otherwise of how they make that connection? Well, uh, just so you know, you don't, on the first level, and I'll, I'll give you a, a, a last night case study. Uh, I'm on the board of directors for the uh, Peoria Chamber of Commerce, and they need to hire a person that has certain training and certain abilities uh, and a history of work experience. Now, if you don't have those things, and this is what's going to happen to the people, they are not going to be able to go to that place and sit down and tell the person, even though I don't have all the skills you need, I still want that job and I can do that job. You have to be able to meet the basic criteria. So other than that, that's that's how, and exactly what you said, 90% of of the people that are doing things just has to go through the the data processing of here's my skill level and in it goes. What you need to do if that person, if you're mentoring a person about getting a job at a particular place, if they if they have all the skills and they're not overqualified because that'll get you kicked out of a job interview quicker than anything. If you're overqualified. You have to explain why you want that job and you're going to stay in it even though you're overqualified. That's 
that's just about a case you can't do. So what you do is you find a job that you want and prove to them that you're capable of doing that job. And then the personal thing is if you can make note of any differences, let's see, I don't have this uh, one level that you asked for. I needed a, uh, a certificate of from from some uh, class, not from a not a degree, that, but I have to have a certificate. Like I'm a certified property manager. If you have to have that, don't apply for that job if you don't have it. It it's right. just not happen. So I don't know if that helps you, but the main thing is ninety uh, percent, as I say, of the of the job process goes through interviews online to to get the job the majority of jobs are gotten through networking you need to right. find somebody at that workplace that you can find some way to get to that person to show them that you have the drive and ambition to take on that job yeah I, I I really agree with that I mean I, I do think that's a disadvantage um, now in that, you know, you can walk into buildings uh, that are businesses and they say, well, we only take applications online and here's our website. Yes. And, you know, so it, it's hard to get to the person hiring and say, can I talk to you about the job? Let them see your face. Let them hear you. Um, you know, that's much more difficult, I think, than it used to be. It's, it's next to impossible, but not impossible. It's next to it. And the way you do it, is you go on LinkedIn and you find somebody at that company that you could identify with, uh, and and if nothing else, you find the person who's doing the interview and you look them up on Google and you go through and do all the social media things to see if you can find a person in your life that connects to that person that's going to make that decision. And then you talk to your person who would then go and talk to the interviewer. And uh, I can tell you from personal experience that I have had, I'm on LinkedIn and I've had people contact me uh, about, you know, their their qualifications, ask if I would recommend them for, for a certain thing. And I, come, I have them come down and, and physically interview them myself, and then I talk to the friend that I have that is doing the hiring and ask them, if they would accept my recommendation prior to, uh, you know, once I find out that they're good uh, or I feel they're good. And the thing I look at is attitude. That's if the person has the skills and wants that job and really wants to be there, I can put in a good word for them on that. So yeah. these are these are things that that's how it's being done now. Everybody says, oh, well, it's just – the data is processing through the Internet. All the Internet process does is find out if you meet the criteria. It, and right. you're going to be in the category of those people that are going to be in the pool to come in for a face-to-face -face interview. And like I tell people, when you're going in and preparing for a job, what you're, what you're trying to do is assure that interview or that 
you are not going to make them look bad if they accept you. See, everybody goes in with the other idea. Oh, I got to impress this interviewer how great I am. No, you got to impress that interviewer that you understand that if they recommend you, they're going to be a hero. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, that's good. That's really good stuff because that's a, you know that's a change for me, and I am hearing that, and, and the the use of internet and social media, I think, is a reality, and I think that that should be part of our recommendations and assisting people too. But uh, yeah, that's good stuff, and I I appreciate that. Hey, Tom, I'm going to have to sign off, and so that I can uh, go so to my get school. your job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I appreciate you retired and uh, being on the program. I know you can continue well without me uh, for a few more minutes if you choose. And, but with that, I will talk to you, if not before, next month, hoping to get back down and see you in person in March. Very and, good. Uh, Maybe we can play a little golf. We will. Okay. All right, okay. I'm going to sign off. Thanks for all of you who are listening. It's Dr. Terry Munster. We will uh, be on the show next month. And um, thank you very much for listening to Success or Failure. The choice is yours. And now back to Tom. Have a great day, Terry. You too. That, that, that was Dr. Terry Munther. And I want to tell you uh, what a absolute privilege it is for me to know Terry. I mean, he is just one heck of a, of a great guy. Uh, he and, and Pam are members at my club here at Sun City Country Club, and they are just really great people. They they retired. They they live in Spokane. They retired and came and bought a second house here in Sun City, so that they could be by uh, Pam's mom, and so that they could kind of look after her and make sure that that she's doing well. And so they they keep that family thing together. Uh, but what's so interesting with, with Terry is even though he was retired, he found an area, a school district, a small school district up in up north of Spokane that, that needed uh, the talent. That I mean, he is a very talented uh, superintendent of schools, and uh, he just went in to try to help them as a part-time thing, because that's what the job could only pay. It's a small school district. And Terry's there helping out. Uh, and that's part of our life. A lot of times people work a job like Terry did for 30 years and rose to the top of his profession, and then they look forward to you as a person. You look forward to your retirement. But when you're young and you look out and say, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know, the goal was to retire in 30 years, and sometimes people like to retire, but if you don't really have a plan, it's so difficult for this stuff to work for yourself. And this is what I, I try to work with people is a business, if you know what a business plan is, and all you got to do is go on Google and look up business plans, and you say, well, What's Tom telling me about a business plan for? A business plan is the same situation that you would use for your life plan. What is it that you want out of being alive? I mean, it, are you happy with what you got? And what I ask the victims 
at, at Eve's place, I say to him, the choices, did you five years ago plan to be in a shelter? I mean, they look at me like I have two heads. You know, what do you mean? No, I didn't plan to be here. Well, but you are. Do we agree that we are here? So I'm not trying to put people down or make them feel bad about the fact that they're in a shelter. I'm trying to point out you don't want to be in a shelter, so you have to do something different so you're not going to be there. What you were doing in the past, you made decisions that led you here. Whether it's you look at five years ago and your life was perfect, you had your own house, everything was going well. We went through some very bad economic times, different things happened to different people, and now we're into this new situation. Well, how do we change it? How do we know that we can change? That's even more important. Knowing anything that you're going through can be changed. It's not that you're not going to wave a magic wand and say, oh, I'm healed. Everything is fine tomorrow. I'll go back to my predator and everything will be wonderful because my predator said they will change. Not going to happen. We have to be the ones that change. And we can't listen to a predator or outside influences that don't have our interest at heart. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand is to to do that and to understand. You can make a success plan, but you have to think out, is that what you really want? You know, I mean, you, that means you have to visualize yourself. If you say, if I had $5,000 a month of income, I could be happy. No, you would just have a different set of problems. That's all it would be. Just because you have things does not make you happy. I've I've been rich and I've been poor, and I'm going to tell you it's better to be rich. I mean, our government seems to think that the way to do things is to take something from somebody that's producing and give it to somebody that's not producing, and the people that are not producing are saying, oh, well, that's, you know, I, I exist, therefore I have needs, and therefore people shouldn't put me down because I, I'm i not capable of functioning. Well, how did people function before we had all this government to help us? And all I'm trying to get you to do is to understand, don't worry about the macro, what is going on everywhere else with other people. I just want you to get a little mirror and look at yourself and look at the one person in the world that you can physically help, and that's yourself. So what I try to do with my book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, from Think and Grow Rich, success or failure, the choice is yours. Understanding, you've got to define what success is, and you've got to define what Failure is. Failure is just stop trying. Because you do something and it didn't work, that just proves that that one thing didn't work. you got to make changes. Well, I've gone to the same job for 20 years and now they fired me. Well, 
Who cares? Boo-hoo. Didn't you see it coming? What did you do to prepare yourself for it? Okay, so you didn't see it coming. So you didn't think. Everything was, was great. You bought the boat and the car and the motorhome and all this other stuff, and now you don't have any cash, and they took your house. You still have you. And what we try to do here on the show is get to the point where we take responsibility for ourselves. And this is, I, I, these are not my words. These are words I've adopted. The ten two-letter words that can change anything in your life. If it is to be, it is up to me. That means you're in charge of you. And don't worry about all the other people first. Worry about you first. If you make yourself happy, and what's the definition of happy? Wanting what you get. Success, getting what you want. Okay. Now, if it is to be, it's up to me. I have to figure out that I'm happy getting the things I want. I used to want money because it was a goal. I need this. Then I found out that that's not a big deal to me anymore. Of course I have. I'm not worried about food, clothing, and shelter anymore. That I have that taken care of. If I lived to be 200, I would still be able to handle that. So that's one, But once you get there, do you need more? and more and more? Do you want to be in the top 1% and have all the money in the world? That, if you do, that's fine. And, and you can be there. I just want you to know if you're in the bottom 5% and you're not physically or mentally disabled, if it is to be, it's up to me, works. But you got to know where you want to be and what does it take to get there and are you willing to do what it takes to get there? That's really uh, what most of this is about. Uh, I have a joke I wanted to read to you. Uh, I don't do this too often, but uh, because I'm in the golf business, I meet a lot of people, and it's a fun business because people come to play golf to have fun. But they also come to play golf because they want to get to know another person. So if you and I meet and somebody says, hi, this is Tom and uh, you're Jim or Jack, uh, so I we shake hands and we look at the other person and we size each other up and so you make an impression. So that's your first impression. But your second impression, which people say uh, you can never make a first one again, but that's not as important as being able to spend four hours with somebody as you see them doing and playing a game of golf. It's one of the ways that you're really able to get in and get to know the people. So anyway, I'll tell you this this joke about playing golf. A, A fellow's boss called him on his cell phone, and he said, Hey, Bill, is everything okay at the office? Bill said, Yes, it's all under control. It's been very busy day. It's been a very busy day. I haven't stopped all morning. And then the boss says, uh, "Can you do me a favor, Bill?" Bill said, 
Of course, what is it? Boss replied, pick up the pace a little bit. I'm in the foursome behind you. Technology today can be can really bite you. The idea is to be truthful. If the boss calls you on the phone, don't try to hide, especially if he's in the foursome behind you. You know, you have to be the one that that understands what you're doing and take responsibility for it and understand that happiness is getting what you want. And to be successful, you would get the things that make you happy instead of getting the things that you want. So want and need what's need, food, clothing, and shelter. Then the people around you protecting your family. And what I I was taught by my father was, that's all I have to do is provide my family with food, clothing, and shelter, and love and tolerance so that they can get the things and want the things that they get. Okay, that's that's it for me today. I, I want to thank Dr. Terry Munther for joining us. Um, I had hoped to have a guest today, and I hope everything's all going well with her. Um, she has a um, an adopted daughter. She has her own children, but she has an adopted daughter that is going to start a business, and she wants to uh, show how the book was helping her. So the book is Success or Failure. The choice is yours. You can find it um, on successorfailure.org. Normally the book sells for $20. We give half of that money to uh, help uh, a tournament here at Sun City Country Club where we help autistic children. So if you uh, know people that that have uh, a need uh, or have autistic children that could be helped their motor skills and social skills by uh, uh, coming to our club. We'd we'll be very happy to to put them in our in a class. Um, anything that I can do, if you can uh, contact us, uh, you know, you can email me if you have questions. Uh, you can listen to this show. You can repeat this show uh, at. Uh, www.blogtalkradio.com backslash boomer and babe, B-A-B-E. Uh, you can listen to that and uh, you can hear this this whole whole show being re-recorded. Um, we are on the last Wednesday of the month and uh, this, we'll be back next, next week. And it was uh, very nice chatting with you. I hope that the things that you get from life are the things that make you happy. So getting what you want and wanting the things you get are the two different things. Success and happiness should go together. All the best. Uh, have Have a great month. See you later. Bye. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.